And so I'm feeling pretty good because like Pastor was telling Isaac, you know, a meeting rises and falls in the first preacher. So I feel pretty good about it. But and I'll start in, uh, like I said, Titus chapter 2. And I'll go ahead and read the, uh, the whole thing. It's only about 15 verses, so. But it says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, and charity, and patient. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given too much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, and doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Now verse 10 down to 15 is where the meat of my message is going to be. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that uh, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and to purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Heavenly Father, I'd just like to thank you, Lord, just for giving me the opportunity to be able to preach your word. I pray, Father, you just be with my mind and my heart, Lord. I pray that you just please uh, let your word come across, Lord, in the way that you need it to. And uh, Father, like I said, I just thank you for this opportunity. I love you, and I just pray that you just bless my lips, Lord, and the word's coming out. And Lord, we thank you and pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the first thing I want you to notice is that chapter 2, the overall synopsis of this passage, is dealing with the conduct in the church. And you can see that when he talks about that the age of men be sober, grave, temperate. Um, you know, so he's reaching out, and it's not that he's trying to hammer down sin on top of them. In fact, if you look at the passage, you can actually see that he's trying to uh, admonish them, to encourage them, show them you know, what, uh, the points that he's trying to get across. And so you know, that the older should help the younger, and the younger should take heed of what's being told them. And one thing I want to say about our church is that it's a blessing at the fact that we have a lot of pillars in this church that can help the young people here to be able to just go on just a little further. And um, so, but notice in verse 10, he says, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity, which is faithfulness or careful and exact, uh, exact observance of duty that they may adorn or that they may have a display or a visual picture of the doctrine of God, our Savior in all things. And you might ask yourself, well, why? If you look in verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Uh, the doctrine of God, uh, uh, our conduct in the church can determine whether or not a lost person gets saved if they come in here. Because honestly, think about the fact if we're constantly at each other's throat, how, what's that going to look like to the lost world? I mean, if we're constantly arguing with one another, if it's like, oh, well, you know, a pastor told us to encourage folks, and Mike Stahl gets up and starts preaching about hell, you know, I don't think he should have done that. No, in fact, that was an encouragement to think about the fact, I don't have to go there. And so um, what I want to say is, um, you know, which brings us to verse 12 after that is like, uh, you know, the fact that a lost person uh, is determined based on whether or not they get saved on the way we conduct ourselves in the church. If you look at verse 12, it says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And we do that 
for the sake of those that are around us, the lost. Um, Luke 8.16 says, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, covereth it with a vessel, or putteth it under a bed, but setteth it on a candlestick, that they which enter in may see the light. What I loved about Brother Hunter when he was talking about the fact that the light and the moon, you know, or the sun and the moon, uh, uh, believers are a type of the moon. And uh, when you're walking out of here, you have to realize you are reflecting uh, the light of the S-O-N. And so when we leave this building, we're an exact representation of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but we also represent this church when we leave out of here. And so the things that I do in my life can hinder the things that he's trying to get across to you in verse number 10 when he says, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Because you are a uh, physical picture. You know, the lost world, they don't read the Bible. And so the only thing they see is you. And so when you leave this building and you act like, you know, they do, like right now it's New Year's. What are they doing? They're drinking, you know, smoking, getting high, doing whatever, all in the name of, oh, it's a new year. But we're in here in a church, and they see that. And so, um, you know, which leads, me to, uh, which leads me to this. I want you to notice that he said um, in verse number 12, he said, in this present world. Um, you know, the world, the world that we're in right now is constantly changing. Um, you know, next year, you know, you're going to have new cars. You're going to have new phones. You're going to have new, you know, music, so on and so forth. But one thing that's not going to change in the year 2022 is your fight with your flesh. Um, um, like I said, uh, which ultimately affects the conduct of the church because they see you in the way that you act in your flesh. But there are a few things that the Lord Jesus Christ has promised us to fight our battles in the flesh. And the first thing I want you to notice is in verse number 13 where it says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. First promise he's given you is the promise of his return or the promise of his coming because I'm going to try to stick with, you know, C's. But it says any, uh, anything that you're doing right now uh, would all just disappear. Anything that you're going through right now, any kind of anxieties, any kind of fears, right now, if Jesus Christ were to come back, would just vanish like that. Um, and it would all disappear in a moment, a twinkling of an eye, and you'd be face to face with the Savior, the one who died for you. And uh, Romans 8, uh, 22 through 23 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. You know, and the very thought of us leaving the earth is an encouragement, knowing that I'll be able to think what I want and not have to worry about what I'm thinking. I'll be able to speak the way I want and not have to worry about what I'm saying because I'll be doing it with a Christ-like mind. Um, uh, and also, you know, putting off the worries of the earthly things allows me to, uh, you know, allows me personally to be able to fight just a little bit longer, just knowing that one day at any moment it could like that just go away. Um, the second thing I want you to notice is the promise of his, com- uh, of his covering says in verse number 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify. Um, you know, like I said, one thing in uh, uh, 2022 you're going to do is you're going to sin. I mean, it's just going to happen. You're in flesh. Um, and uh, don't deceive yourself. The faster you realize the fact, hey, I'm a human being, I'm going to mess up, the better you'll be off. Um, but notice what verse 14 says. It says, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify. And I looked up the definition of what purify means. It means to, uh, to make pure, clear, to free from extraneous admixture, which is a big word. So I had to you know, dumb it down country sense-wise. So what that means pretty much is that there's nothing muddy in the water right now. When, you're, when you realize and you confess your sins, and you're, you know, he says that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you come to Jesus Christ and you confess your sins, he's going to clear up that water. Um, 
And you see that a good example in 2 Samuel 12 where it says, uh, you know, they hit it on with David and uh, the ewe lamb and how the ewe lamb was a type of Uriah. Um, you know, Nathan told him the story, you know, and, uh, you know, David's heart was in the right place because he said in verse 13 in that passage that I have sinned against the Lord. David admitted his fault. Um, you know, the Lord will forgive you because he's faithful and just to do so. And David admitted his sin and it said that the Lord put away David's sin from him. It wasn't like Saul when Saul came out and, you know, he blamed the people. The, his heart was wrong. And when we come to Jesus Christ, we have to come to him in the sense that we have to come to him with a pure heart, knowing that, Lord, I am the one that messed this up. And uh, with that, the third thing I want to get, uh, that I want to say is that you have the promise of his companionship. And also in that same verse, it says, Who gave himself that he might redeem us from all iniquity and to purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Uh, Proverbs 8, 20, uh, 18.24 says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And, uh, you, know, and uh, you can cross-reference that to John 15.13, where it says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You hear that old, uh, that old hymn that says, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our, griefs and, uh, all, our griefs to, uh, all of our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You know, and I want to ask you a question. Did Jesus Christ die for you? I mean, I like to think everybody in this church, Jesus Christ died for you. And so you know what he tells you? He tells you that you're his friend. And so he's promised to never leave you nor forsake you because he's going to purify unto himself a peculiar people. And uh, uh, like I said, I have, just a, I have just a little bit left in conclusion. But I want to say in closing tonight, I want to say that in 2022, the thing is, uh, you know, the world's not going to change. I mean, we're going to have, you know... Uh, we're going to have, you know, maybe new things like technology and, you know, stuff like that. But one thing they want to do is they're opposed to Jesus Christ. But I want to let you know that you're also going to have to fight your flesh too. So you're going to be fighting the world, the flesh, and the devil this upcoming year. Um, and another thing that's not going to change is the fact that the world, just like what Mike Stahl hit on, is the fact they need to hear about Jesus Christ. They need to know that he's the one that saved them from their sins. Because they're all destined to a world in hell you know, and, uh, to an eternity in hell. And, uh, you know, we're the only ones that will be able to get that across to them, us being believers and everything. And we know the truth, so we need to go out and tell them. Um, let me see where I'm at. Um, but, uh, but Jesus Christ, uh, they need to hear about Jesus Christ, um, but learn know one thing that with your flesh that you'll be able to live uh, above the conditions of the world because Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. That's Galatians 1.4. And so looking back at Titus, uh, Titus 2.12, it says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteous, uh, righteously, and godly in this present world. Um, like I said, the Lord has given us precious promises to overcome ourselves in this present world. And if you think about it, a good example of that is also Elijah and the juniper tree experience. You know, that was his present evil world, yet the Lord still let him overcome that. Um, you've got Samson, you've got David. Um, one that popped in my head I was thinking about while I was writing out the outline was uh, uh, Amaziah in 2 Kings 14. You see in verses 3 through 4, it says that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, howbeit the high places were not taken away. You know, and that just proves us you know, in the Bible that we all mess up. I mean, no matter who we are, um, you know, it's just about having the right heart with the Lord, not only for our sakes, but also for the sakes of, the others, of others out there the ones who don't know who Jesus Christ is. They might know him here, but they don't know him here. 
And so our job as Christians, especially in this upcoming year, because I believe we are getting closer to the return of Jesus Christ, is that we need to go out and make sure that we are telling them what the greatest story ever told is. So that's what I got.